I am Karin. And I'm Andrew. And we are the new botanist. Today we're talking about the devil's ivy. Andrew, can you tell us about its real name and um, where it's come from? So this is commonly known uh, in the UK as devil's ivy, but in lots of parts of the world it's also known as pothos or hunter's robe. And the English common name is derived from it being a mysterious plant growing out of the middle of nowhere. So it therefore must be the devil that's caused the growth and it's called devil's ivy because the leaves almost look like ivy and the botanical name the correct sort of name to use is aprium aureum and it's originally from southeast asia and it's a perennial vine and it grows in a range of conditions so it's usually indirect sunlight and it's very tolerant so these uh, plants grow on trees obviously on the vines so they grow up the trees in rainforests but the, the key difference, and um, it'll surprise a lot of people, the leaves are colossal on these things. But in house plants, obviously don't get anywhere near that because the humidity and all the conditions aren't right and generally in their homes. But in the rainforest, the leaves are huge, the size of small children. Um, so <laughs> if you do go into a rainforest in Southeast Asia and you see massive leaves, generally they are devil's ivy. And there's a plethora of leaf colours and shades and uh, variegation types. So you can get really dark green, which is the most common. You can get yellowy golden colour. You get white uh, green strips. Uh, You get white with green speckles. You get plain dark green with white spots. You get yellow green. There's a whole library uh, of different colours you can get. And of course, it's climbing and trailing so it provides a bit of interest in your home. That sounds amazing. Um, the white one with a little bit of green speckle. I noticed they are extremely expensive. Is that because of the variegation? Is it is it a rare sort of plant? So generally speaking, uh, there's quite a few exceptions, admittedly. Uh, variegation is actually a genetic uh, issue with the plant. So it's a bad thing, essentially. But it provides this white strip or yellow strip, which doesn't really photosynthesize as much as other leaves. But it's very attractive to us and it does provide a lot of interest in your home. So they do become very popular and you have to literally wait until there's a a genetic default in one of your plants and pow. That sounds amazing. I hadn't realized that variegation is actually sort of almost like a a defect but um does it have any repercussions for the fact that for instance if you take the almost entirely white leafed one does that mean you will have to provide it with much higher light conditions in order to give it the best chance or does it not work like that it depends on quite a few factors and on the species of plant so it's very very variable But speaking generally, if you have a variegated plant, it needs more sunlight because it has less chlorophyll. So it is a default, but we like that. So we're breeding plants with this default. And to be honest, it does provide a lot more interest. But if you put a a variegated plant, generally speaking, I must stress this, in a darker area, it needs more photosynthesis and it's losing out on energy. So some plants can actually get rid of this or reduce their levels of variegation 
such as the umbrella plant, they can actually reduce it. So it fades, doesn't go away completely and you'll sort of lose that attraction. Um, so generally speaking, stress this, that if your plant is variegated, it needs a bit more light. That might explain why my devil's ivy actually, when I got it, it the, the mother plant itself, it was variegated and it is now almost entirely green. There are some white spots on it, but it's mostly green. And I think it is, again, because it is sort of next to my desk in relatively dark conditions. But if I provided that same plant now with uh, lighter conditions again, would the variegation come back? difficult to say generally speaking uh so if you do provide it with more light and it the the variegation because it doesn't always completely go away if it's faded it will come back if it's completely gone away it's probably gone forever but this is quite a general sort of discussion that we're having even within devil uh, devil's ivy sometimes if there's a little bit of variegation that's faded if you put it back uh, to a bright light condition it will come back and it might even come back even more if you put too much light but of course you could burn the leaves because these plants do not like direct sunlight so if you put it in direct sunlight it will scorch the leaves but i would suggest play around put your plant in indirect sunlight in a nice little corner and if the variegation fades then you know to give it a bit more light and if you know it fading a little bit you can resurrect it really quickly if it's completely gone, or if you don't want the variegation anymore, keep it in the same position. You said they grow in Solomon Islands. Does that mean they like sort of a warm island climate? They like warm conditions, but they are very tolerant. Obviously, if, it, if it's frosty, it's not going to be good for them. Uh, but the, the key thing is they like humidity. So if you put them near a kitchen or the bathroom, they'll thrive. If you don't have high humidity or don't give them a, a, a misting every once in a while of water. They won't die, but they won't thrive. Uh, so if you don't want them to grow too much, it's fine. One of the best things about devil's ivy is that um, you can take cuttings from the leaf or cuttings from the stem and pop it into water, plain water. And within a couple of days, you've got roots. It's prolific. In the past, I've propagated it by taking a bit of uh, the stem and putting it in water and, and it grows roots really quickly. How would I do it with a leaf? If you cut just below the leaf, you can put into water and it will generate um, little plantlets. Or if you take a full leaf cutting, so don't take the stem, it's more ideal in soil. Uh, so if you just put it vertically where you've made the cutting and put it into the soil, then it'll, uh, it'll start sprouting out little stems and a brand new plant. But generally speaking, if you take the uh, little part of the stem and put it into water within days, you'll get root growth. I have uh, a devil's ivy, which I took a little cutting from a friend's plant that I was looking after over lockdown. And it's it's done really well and it's got really long, really quickly. But I want, I want it to grow wider. Does the plant grow extra bits under the soil or do I have to keep cutting bits off to make my plant more bushy? How, how do I do this? There's a few house plants that are so that aren't actually one plant they're quite a few plants shoved together so it's bushy so if a lot of trailing and climbing house plants it's literally three or four different plants put together so like you've just said you can take a cutting and if there's a bald patch uh, in your pot you can take a few of these cuttings 
put them round when they've rooted in the pot and then it makes it bushier. And that's what they do in industry because it would be a bit sad to have one little stem and it's growing all the way up. So you, generally speaking, climbers and trailing sort of plants, that's a collection of little plants put together. If you have too many plants in one pot, then will they start competing for yes. nutrients? Yes, they will. So there is a balance. Um, it's very difficult to work out this balance, but if you have let's say five cuttings of devil's ivy in a pot, it might be sustainable. It depends on the size of the pot, of course. But if then you then put 30 of these plants in, they're going to start competing very quickly. Um, but when you have the right balance, it's almost like one plant. So they do compete, but uh, when they compete too much, it's almost like the plant needs repotting. So you get a bigger pot, so there's more resources available. So it's about getting that balance, but obviously that balance is very tricky and it's very hard to sort of discuss over a short podcast cool and so are there any signs that it is unhappy so as we've mentioned if it's in too much light it'll scorch and it'll look like almost sun well it'll almost look like it's been put on fire so it'll dry out on its tips and it'll crackle and it'll break apart that's a sign of too much light if it hasn't been watered enough the leaves do droop and it looks sad looks very floppy and sad so that's a very easy sign of please water me and when watering dry out the soil and then water again um, it likes well draining soil um, and ideally it would be in humid conditions so if it's not getting enough humidity um, generally the leaves bubble up so you can see the mottling effect and that's an indication that it needs more humidity and quite a few other house plants do show this bubbling effect or uh, it sort of looks like blisters that sort of thing that's a sign of i need more humidity please uh but they're very tolerant and they come in such a big range i think that's what makes them so unique and of course climbers so you can put on a bookshelf the great down or if you put them on a totem uh, moss pole or dry pole they can grow up just gives you a bit of variation from the standard plant and they've known to be air purifiers so they take out various chemicals from the atmosphere now of course opening doors and windows would be a lot more efficient but it's nice to know this sort of thing and so final question then what is your favorite so my absolute favorite deviled ivy would be the light green with um dark green splodges so it's like a really funky art pattern and of course you get snow queen and that is like a, a barcode white light green dark green and that's just fabulous to have in your house Thanks so much for listening. We hope you will join us again next time for more tips and tricks on how not to kill your plants. If you'd like us to cover a specific plant or have any other questions, you can get in touch via botanicaldoctor.co.uk.